Hi, it's great to be with you again as we continue in our series on life-changing lessons from the parables. And today we are looking at a parable that was called the parable of the wise and foolish builders um, that's recorded in Luke's gospel for us. And Jesus told this story about two characters who were both similar and different. Um, Similar because in the story, both characters build houses and similar because in the story both characters face um, flooding and a terrible storm but they're different because the characters have built their houses on different sets of foundations and they're different because those different foundations mean different consequences um, for the houses, the homes. Um, the one that's built on rock uh, withstands the storm. The one that's built on sand is um, washed away by the flood, by the storm. And Jesus went on to say this sting in the tail at the end of his story. He said that the person who listens to him who hears him and obeys and follows him, they are like a wise person who built their house on the rock. And that those who don't listen to him and don't respond to his words are like a person who builds a house on sand and finds that the house is just washed away when floods come. Well, In a moment, we'll get into the details of that story and talk about foundations and houses and and so on and storms. But just before we do, um, as I read this parable um, and I was thinking about buildings and so on, it made me think of camping. And most Aussies, by the time we're adults, we've had a go at camping because we've got such an amazing country. And uh, whether we've been camping by the sea or by a beautiful lake or near a mountain or in a forest, Um, you know, most of us have tried camping at some point, which involves pitching a tent. And you've got to choose carefully where you pitch your tent and what what you're resting upon. Um, And what we do when we pitch our tent is we've got a tent peg here. It's called a tent peg. And we take a piece of string or rope from the top of the tent and we bring it down to the ground, we attach it to this tent peg, and then with a mallet usually we drive the tent peg into the soil or whatever we're um, camping on. Um, and we will put these at points around the tent to anchor the tent, if you like. And it's important that we anchor our tent into the right kind of surface. Um, unlike houses, I don't think that camping on a rock is very nice because the tent is just just on that rock as well and you've got to sleep on it. It's too hard Um, and it's too hard to get the tent pegs in. But at the other extreme, you don't want to be driving these into just sand because then when there's a gale that whips up or a storm or hilariously two of our kids went camping recently and it was a wombat that knocked the tent over. Like you don't want to drive this just into weak sand. You want to be driving these into, and you want multiples of them, and you want to be driving them into something that's strong enough to hold that tent in place when a storm comes. Well, when we build a house, we do want rocks. (laughs) We do want to build on solid foundations. Uh, We want to go to sleep at night and not even worry about the weather. 
because our house is strong, it's, it's on great foundations, and we're not concerned about any storm impacting us at all. Uh, most of us will have seen news videos about houses being washed away in floods or blown away in tornadoes, or uh, just last week in, in our own country in New South Wales, uh, houses that were built on the edge of cl a cliff uh, were starting to, to fall down the cliff because, of course, those foundations um, obviously weren't solid enough to withstand a terrible storm that hit. Um, and it's not hard either to draw a line um, from Jesus's story about storms uh, to think about the storms of life that we face. And his story was, you know, it was metaphorical. The house he was talking about, what we build our lives upon. The storms are the inevitable crises that fa that we have to face, um, and they are common. That's the similar thing. We all have to face crises at different points. At the moment, though, it feels like we're facing a common crisis. We have, as it were, a perfect storm. This COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic is creating incredible destruction. Um, all of our lives are being shaken by this tiny, almost invisible little virus that is going around the world, whether that is through the illness itself or the terrible side effects that we, the ongoing effects that we're hearing about increasingly, whether it's through job loss or damage to our businesses um, that, that come because our governments are responding with the only thing that they've got to throw at this virus, which is for us to stop mixing together. You know, we, we don't have, we, we, we can't make ourselves immune we don't have the right medicine. The only thing we can do is to socially distance ourselves, and that's just having an incredible impact on our economies. Or whether it is the terrible pressure that it's placing on our families, on our marriages, um, on our parenting, and on our kids. Um, one person I spoke to earlier in the week said, it's like this, it's ambient, it's everywhere. This COVID-19 is creating disaster and havoc and, and damage everywhere. It's affecting us all. In fact, ambient was the word that was used by a journalist, um, Jamil Zaki, who wrote for an opinion piece for the Washington Post recently. And they wrote this. They said, um, the pandemic is a slow ambient tragedy that chips away at stability. And they went on to talk about the psychological impact of this pandemic. The psychological toll, they said, of COVID-19 is staggering. Calls to mental health and suicide crisis lines have soared and anxiety and depression rates have more than tripled compared to early 2019. So this perfect storm, if you like, this ambient uh, ambient pressure that is being placed on all of our lives. Our lives, our foundations are being rocked by COVID-19, this COVID-19 storm. Um, I want us to think about, therefore, what Jesus um, would say about a wise approach to this. Like, how can we head into a terrible storm like this? How can we head into job loss um, and pressure on our families and pressure on our physical and our mental health? How can we head into those situations um, wisely? Uh, what's a good foundation? And uh, I was thinking about what we build upon and when we build a house, if we're building on rock, 
Um, if houses are built on rock, then often just a slab is laid. But if, in fact, um, there's a layer of weak soil and maybe a bigger layer under that of clay and then underneath that even further way down is the rock, then one of the types of foundations which is used is, um, is a thing called pilings, much more substantial than a tent peg. These are enormous steel rods that are driven down and they're driven down through the weak soil and the clay down into the rock. So they're connecting with a much deeper foundation and there are numbers of them. And uh, so it is the rock that's giving the foundation, not these, not the pilings. But I've been imagining that, um, I wonder if for many of us, our pilings, the things that we are resting upon, uh, like our jobs, um, like our, our careers, our families, our health, our relationships, if they, if those things are not connecting deeper down with something more substantial, if they're just sitting in the dirt, um, but not connecting with some bigger story, bigger purpose, bigger meaning, then when they're damaged when we lose a job uh, when our relationships sour you know when our when um, our mental or our physical health is affected um, an incredible amount of destruction is wreaked in our lives um, and Jesus was saying that we ought our lives need to be connecting with a solid foundation uh, the foundation he talked about, those who hear me and respond to me, those who do what I say, uh, those who connect in with God, who walk with God by walking with Jesus, uh, those who connect in with the bigger story of the salvation of the world, those who connect in as God's children and learn what it means to be um, renewed in the image of their creator. Um, and being given a bigger purpose. When we can connect in with a foundation like that, when we can connect in with a God who loves us, then when those pilings are attacked, jobs and so on, um, it'll be damaging, but not as damaging as were we to rest everything, all our joy, all our happiness, just on those things. It seems to me too, uh, from my experience of trusting in Jesus, that when we when we have Christ as our foundation, we also seem to get more, piling's the wrong word, but if you imagine there are more things, more structures upholding our life um, because we enter into freedom in Christ. We experience God's grace. Uh, we're given, our lives are given a, a bigger meaning. Even our work is given more significance um, as we place our trust in God who is our rock. Um, and all of those things, extra things, that true joy that comes from that relationship with God um, and the connection with God as our foundation enables us to weather storms like this. Um, uh, one of our church members also told me a story, and at the risk of mixing metaphors too much, I may be about to do that. I'll just apologise ahead. Uh, she was, this was Louise Sterling. She was telling me the story, a children's story called Who Sank the Boat? And the story, Who Sank the Boat, is the story of a group of animals that decide that they want to get into a boat. Um, there is a cow, a donkey, a sheep, 
a pig, and finally a mouse. And each of them get into the boat, um, the boat which is looking increasingly unstable. But it's not until the final animal, the mouse, jumps into the boat that it completely capsizes. And so the question is, who sank the boat? Was it the mouse? Or actually, was the whole structure not stable because, <laughs> because of all the things that had gone on before? Um, maybe I am mixing metaphors too much. I apologise. Uh, but to stretch that, is it, is it the loss of a job that sinks our boat? Or is it that we haven't thought carefully enough about what is keeping our, our boats afloat? Um, if we listen to Jesus more, would we find that we were in a boat or a house that can withstand the storms of, of our lives? Have we settled for too little when we've built lives that are so connected in with our jobs, our careers, um, our status, our incomes? When we've built lives that have rested just on those things, it feels like Jesus is saying, you've settled for too little. Life could actually have so much greater uh, meaning for you, so much greater purpose, so much greater joy, so much deeper joy, genuine joy, uh, not just simply fleeting happiness. And he says that the key is to come follow him, to draw near to him, uh, to connect in with what he has done for us on the cross, allowing us to be reconciled to God, to be God's children and to be renewed in the image of our creator, to understand an eternal destiny, um, not just this short life trajectory. Friends, we all need Jesus to be growing bigger in our lives. Whether, we, whether we're going to take that step today and say to Jesus that we want to follow Jesus and obey him and enter into this great salvation, this great, wonderful, bigger, more solid um, foundational life that he offered us, offers us, or whether we've been doing that for a long time. C.S. Lewis um, said once, he said, relying on God has to start all over every day as if nothing has yet been done. And I think that's true. Every morning we've got to wake up and go, Lord Jesus, I'm trusting in you today. Thank you for being my rock. Thank you that um, I have the joy of knowing God as, as friend and father and you as brother, such that whatever is thrown at me today, it'll damage, but it won't destroy me. Um, Lord Jesus, be my foundation. Be my rock and fill my life with more wonderful things, joy, grace, hope, freedom, um, as I follow you and as I, uh, as I walk in your ways, obeying your words. We're about to sing a, a song. It's a beautiful prayer, so I'm not going to close in prayer because I think this song can be your prayer. And the chorus of the song, it's a very old hymn, but it's been set to more modern music. And the chorus goes, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And verse 3, I love verse 3, it says this, His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When every earthly prop gives way, he then is still my strength and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Let this be your prayer. Thank you.